0: So my guests are Laura Magnuson, who is director of rehab services and also Maria Rowan, who is the supervisor of inpatient rehab. So these are the experts who are uh, running the show, if you would, you want to say that. And they have been so involved in in getting the information of, of what we need to do to get patients better, faster and get you back home. Nobody wants to stay in the hospital. So this is a way to rehab inpatient or outpatient because there are outpatient services there too. And before we talk about the one-stop shopping aspect and the importance of that, medically speaking, just want to sneak in that the the theme is, is what is it? Out of this
1: world? Why is that, Laura? Out of this world, rehabilitation. Because our marketing uh, VP is brilliant. And he, he created a really, really nice campaign. Um, but he really wanted to kind of emphasize the... the Um, how special this program is and not just about the equipment and the facility, but about the people we care for. And so um, out of this world, it's kind of a space theme. You know, it's thinking about being stellar and galactic and, um, you know, taking off in your journey. Um, And so really it's to kind of reflect the um, intensity of the program, the boundless nature of our patients that fight through some of the biggest adversities. You know, if you think about the space uh, program and going back to that, those first launches and going to the moon, things you never dared to dream would happen in your lifetime. And that's kind of what rehabilitation is for many of these people. They've had a traumatic event, whether it's a, a medical or or related to trauma. And um, they're in this new world, this new way of moving and speaking and eating and taking care of themselves. And so this out of this world, you know, theme is kind of reflects that, that we're there to help them, you know, Land on the moon or whatever they are, what they need to for their journey.
0: And certainly some of the equipment, which we're going to talk about in one second, really reflects that. And and so way to go, Peter Taylor and everybody in the marketing department over there, because it just captures it so succinctly. I, I really love that. It gives such a great picture. But we do want to talk about the medical necessity of having this inpatient rehab right there on the campus, because sometimes you might have a complication. Tell us about that, Laura.
1: Right. So patients that um, benefit from inpatient rehab level of care are medically complex. Um, they require a physical medicine rehab doctor's management of their active illnesses um, and what we call comorbidities or You know, you may have had cardiothoracic surgery, but you may also have a history of multiple sclerosis and um, labile blood pressures or diabetes. And when you have a significant event, um, it requires a physician. Not for everyone, but those people that require it um, need that physician visit at least three times a week. So, being um, at the rehab pavilion, which is connected to Saras Memorial Hospital, the acute hospital, if you have a complication that requires urgent diagnostics, say an image of your brain to see if there's a new bleed or an extension of your most recent bleed, so like a stroke, a hemorrhagic stroke in your brain, um, we can take you via elevator to have that urgent diagnostic. We also have, with the push of a button, a rapid response team that will come to the inpatient rehab pavilion, um, just like they would when you were in the acute hospital. Uh, So if we think you need urgent or emergent care, it's an elevator ride versus an ambulance ride.
0: Incredible. All right. Well, so that one-stop shopping is so important, especially when you do have those uh, acute needs. So let's find out now. About what I keep talking about, how how it has all these cool things, and I know it does because I've I've talked to the folks involved with this throughout the process, and it has been really such a pleasure to hear about these things. So the one I want to start with is called an exoskeleton, and Maria Rowan, inpatient rehab supervisor, this thing it's it's right out of Iron Man, isn't it?
2: Yes, yes, that's probably a good way to describe it. It's sort of long leg brace with a backpack, but what's awesome about it is that it has been granted clearance to be able to use not only with stroke patients, but also spinal cord patients who have a certain level of injury. And what's amazing with it is that we can adjust the level of assistance that this machine provides to the patient. It can provide 100%, completely have them stand up and assist completely with walking, or we can vary different levels where the patient has to initiate some movement and then the machine will kick in, or we can have only one half of the machine Work And the other half, the patient is solely doing on their own, all that. But it's very individualized to whatever the patient needs. And probably the best part about it, speaking as a therapist, is that a lot of times when patients need assistance with standing and walking, a therapist extends so much energy just holding them up. There's a lot of fear of falling, obviously. There's weakness. There's imbalance. And so oftentimes, you're spending so much energy holding the patient up that you're not able to focus on the actual walking. The function. Correct. This machine assists in standing and holds them that way. So as a therapist now, I can focus on the step, the step length, how you know whether their heel hits first, can they shift from side to side to be able to initiate that step without having to worry about holding them up and there's falling. And so patients also feel, of course, very secure in it. They're not going to fall. Um, and for many of them, of course, it's also um, emotional. There's a psychological component to now – standing and walking and doing some things. So even though some people using this machine will possibly never be truly ambulatory again, it prevents a lot of complications that can occur if we're not upright. There's a lot of respiratory. There's a lot of cardiac issues that can occur if we're sitting for lengths of time. There's, of course, skin issues. There's also muscle atrophy. There's bone osteoporosis. There's those things that this machine, just by standing and being up and moving, Will assist to prevent some of those, and of course, more steps. The more repetition you have, the more you practice something, the better the neural patterns, the better the intensity of of training. We're able to improve that tremendously. Again, because we're not spending all of our energy just standing somebody up and holding them. It's there.
0: incredible, and I'm I'm looking at the pictures of it right now. If I can describe it to everybody listening, look it up. Exo E K S O Exobionics. It looks like a droid out of Star Wars, and you sort of strap into it. So how is it that this thing can help people stand upright? And to give you an idea, everybody listening, of how you normally help someone stand upright, you put a special kind of belt around them, and you hold it. And it's not the most guaranteed way to keep someone up, no matter who it is or where you're having it done. So how does this thing keep you upright?
2: So this machine, the patient is basically strapped into the machine and it's all computer driven basically by a remote control. And the therapist, it's it's very, very much an intense level of training, much more than um, I was aware of when we first kind of looked at this device. But it is very, it's very complex. The therapists so far, we have um, four therapists that have been trained and it's five, it was 50 hours basically of initial training. And a series of of other things that they need to go through, and then another three days of another eight hours of training each day. Oh, does it sound to like be a droid? To do
0: what does it sound like a droid when you walk? It no, doesn't. It doesn't. Uh. It,
2: it it doesn't. But Maybe the patient, we could get the patient added in sort of wears a backpack device, and then um, you can work on even basic sit to stand to again walking different types of walking that type of stuff. And you can also use this in outpatient, right? Correct. Correct. It's a portable device. Um, we it's it's heavy so we basically move it sort of via wheelchair and but it can be moved anywhere so again we have outpatient we have acute and we have inpatient therapists who have been trained to use this because we want to be able to use it throughout the uh, the continuum and it allows patients to be able to do hundreds and hundreds of steps versus maybe just the tens of steps if someone's holding on to them or we're even in parallel bars.
0: And have that sensation of being able to stand up again. Correct. And let's talk about something else that is allowing them, going to allow them to do that, and that's the vector
2: system. What is that? The vector system is a track system that's in the ceiling on one of our inpatient unit floors on the fifth floor. And it has a, a harness system, basically, that allows the patient to be able to hook, in, hook into this device. But what's amazing with it? is that it's a very long track. We have almost 100 feet, which um, many places do not have anything of that length. And we can really work on truly functional tasks, not just walking, but we can actually work on kneeling down to the ground. The system will allow you to control descent and control back up. We can practice a controlled fall, and have the patient practice getting up from the floor because the reality is some of our patients will fall and, at some point when they go home.
0: Sure. And then how how far does this track go? I mean, is it all over the place? Is it on every floor? Or how, it's, where it's can in a, you go? It's
2: in a hallway on our fifth floor. It's about 100 feet, but it does take a corner. So we can work on turns. You can also do 360-degree turns. We can work on reaching. We can work on all of that device without, again, being limited by a therapist having to hold somebody up and support all their weight And again, there's that emotional, psychological component of decreasing fear of falling. You cannot fall.
0: Right. And that is such a huge component
2: of of relearning to walk and all those things.
0: All right. So many more things to get through, but we need to take a quick break first. So everybody stick around.